All right, guys, Truff here just to say that this episode is sponsored by Kate's Bakes on Instagram. Go and check it out, guys. The lockdown has been hard on everyone in terms of their mental health and stuff like that. And this page is wonderful uh, with Katie, who runs it, making something every couple of days for you to have a look at. Um, she's made a wonderful recipes, including friendly brownies. Uh, she's made lemon and poppy seed loaves um, and ultimate chocolate chip cookies. She shows you her process. She shows you the recipe. And it really is wonderful. So go and check it out. It's Kate's Bakes underscore X um, on Instagram. Go check it out. Go give it a follow. Um, and I hope you enjoy the episode today, team. And we're back. We're back with a bang. First time bang. films. <laughs> Here we go. Take a look at your face. Take a look at your models. <laughs> Joined as always by uh, Mr. Higgins. Get a grip of yourself. How are you doing? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Life treating you kind. It's all right, mate. Yeah, um, I've not got my fart blanket with me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a wee bit cold. Uh, Trump's got huddles to spare, man. I know that. Listen, I'm going to send you one. I'll send you one, mate. Just make sure you decontaminate it in your end. Uh, Luke, have you got your fart blanket with you today? I've still got yours, mate. <laughs> still, that is Joe Thomas's <laughs> fart blanket, man. You need to take that back to Bartik. Mate, Does that's it, honestly that smell. Fart blanket? I, that actual, it was actually so potent a fart. So, like, <laughs> if you farted in it, then they held it down until we moved it. <laughs> it was barking. Uh, Join us back again. He was the first ever guest to appear on the First Time Films podcast uh, talking about Spider Man, how great the game was until oh, Nicky just came out with his negative. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Jordan Sned joins us today. Sned, how's it going? <laughs> Ah, not too bad, not too bad. Just appreciating lockdown and its finest. Lockdownness, aye. <laughs> just as lockdownness, mate. Just <laughs> everything to do with the lockdown. <laughs> Loving it. Listen, uh, we've not got much to talk about because uh, there's been hardly any news during the lockdown. We discussed the fuck out of Trolls World Tour uh, a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> so go, go check out that exciting episode that <laughs> was up for our news roundup. Um, but. You know, the thing about coronavirus and the lockdown, the, the true tragedy after you, <laughs> I guess that's sorry, probably should have said that, is that um, we've had a severe lack of the MCU um, in 2020. After like 10 years of build-up, getting to Endgame, we had a, obviously Far From Home come out after that. Um, but the pushback of Black Widow means we won't get our next MCU movie till November. So I thought it'd be a good idea. Let's go through, have a look, give our thoughts on all of the MCU's upcoming projects, their upcoming slate, and what we think about them. And to start us off, Stead, I'll come to you, ask your opinion on this one. Black Widow comes out in November. We've seen various trailers for it and all that jazz. We know what we're going to get. We're actually meant to have seen it by now, uh, about 20 days ago. Are you, were you excited about Black Widow coming out in May? Um, and are you still excited now that it's been delayed? Uh, I was excited about it when it first came, when it, like, it first came about. Um, but the kind of excitement about it is kind of drizzled away because it's been pushed back. I think uh, Black Widow's always been like one of those kind of more outspoken like members of Marvel, it will probably be quite a good, a good film to watch, like to get more about her. 
because I don't know an awful lot about Mm. And that's the main thing about the Black Widow movie is like people have been criticising for years. We don't know uh, the backstory of Natasha that much um, compared to the other Avengers. She hasn't had a solo film up until this point. Um, but look, is there anything that excites you about it in terms of the supporting cast? We've got oh, don't David. Get him fucking started. I've got my cock out. Here we go. <laughs> We've got David, <laughs> David, <laughs> David Harbour from Stranger Things in this movie. We have Florence Pugh, who's one of the up and coming actresses um, right now. Um, so, does the supporting cast get you excited about it at all? Is that what you're asking me? You're asking me just about the supporting actors about this film? <laughs> you joking? Right. And then you can get any Scarlet. You know, you can. Right. Basically, I'm all for, see the supporting actors. Actors take actors out of the way. Actor David Harbour's class and the trailers. He's looked amazing, right? He's a fat Russian Captain America, Captain <laughs> Russian, right? I'm buzzing to see this, right? Quite raging that I'm no seeing it. But the only problem I have, so that's the supporting actor ran over because it was fish. But the whole film in general, truff is um, I'm raging the fact that it's been delayed because then every other Marvel property has been delayed because, as you know, every Marvel property kind of connects to one another. So mm. they can't release one thing without releasing the other. So with me purchasing Disney+, Plus, I've only seen about three films off it. Hopefully by the end of the year watching Marvel series, he's doing it. You wait another six months for the Marvel series to come out. <laughs> and yeah. it's me <laughs> off a bit. Uh, I was talking to someone last night actually about Black Widow and they were saying oh I'm so gutted um, spoilers by the way I'm so gutted that um, she died in Endgame because what's the point of her film and I think people are, are missing the point like you want to see why she was so fucking scun up and why she wanted to just throw herself off a cliff <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I think it would I think it would be a class film I think it would be like um, it'd be like a female James Bond in a way uh, but I think it'd open up so many more doors in terms of like the Marvel Universe, what else is going to happen on Earth and what would happen in between the time. Uh, Black Widow, I've never really been arsed with. I could give or take. But there's a few things that they've alluded to in the past films. Like they mentioned that her and Hawkeye had a trip to Budapest and it was wild. <laughs> Don't know about that. <laughs> and, uh, it was a big time. It was a good time. They mentioned uh, in Age Ultron, she has a vision when she was younger, when she was in a... Um, ballerina school which was actually a mask of some kind of hitman russian fucking woman school whatever it was so i don't know i would like to think that it would explain that and flesh that out but with marvel which usually they kind of brush past it at times but um i am more raging at this film because the film was just going to be like captain marvel right see this so i can see this you know what i mean Mm. um and i was more looking forward to watching black widow so i could watch falcon and the winter soldier but now i need to wait a wee bit longer but I think this no, break wait. this break's good because I think everyone was getting a bit fatigued by it all after Endgame and I think going back into it would have been a bad idea I think this break would, would do it the best I think Benefits is right now um, uh, Jack you recently watched the MCU beginning to end for the first time caught yourself up, educated yourself on these matters um, so Black Widow you're now like all of us waiting for the next uh, sort of chapter in this story to unfold uh, do you share everyone's opinion about being excited for this one? No, uh, no not really <laughs> <laughs> No I, I, like, I, I don't mind Black Widow but She's definitely no no the person that I'm most interested in or even really care too much for. Um I, I think you get enough of like what happened to her to know like and mm. I, I, I really I really don't I can understand it, but I really don't understand the need 
no, sorry, I can understand, but I, I don't um, see the need to actually show us anything more. We already know that she was like battered and whatever by some sort of Hydra type school um, to become a black, badass assassin, and obviously the rest of the shit that happened in her life with her family and stuff is maybe unclear, but you get enough you get enough of it to know that right, well she's obviously a bit fucked up. She's obviously got these class like martial arts skills and uh, awareness and reflexes or the rest of it. That's her kind of power. But in the grand scheme of things, like what is there what is there in her life that's really gonna have much more to say about the universe? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it will add anything to the universe. It'll add maybe more dimension to her character, but it's I, I don't really feel it's necessary, like at all. Interesting. The interesting takes from everyone sort of mixed bag on Black Widow. Just want it to sort of progress the the MCU story. But Luke, you alluded to this. Um, obviously, around about the same time we're getting Black Wind Widow, we will be getting uh, our Black first Window. Well, Black <laughs> Window. <laughs> In our in our spin-off of Black Mirror, please welcome the Black Window uh, series. Uh, <laughs> we, we will get in our first um, Disney Plus uh, MCU show with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, basically telling the story of um, does uh, Sam w- want to take on the Captain America identity, what it truly means, and them coming up against a... Uh, uh, Helmet Zero again from Civil War making a reappearance. So you said you're very excited about this one. Why? Why, sir? Why? Uh, well, simply because it's basically one of the Marvel films split in a series. So for that, I'm happy with. And I'm just curious as to like because this is a property I don't know anything about. Like usually most Marvel films, I've got a rough idea what's going to happen because I've read the comic or I know a bit of backstory. But with this, it's a bit. I don't. It's up in the air what's going to happen in terms of who actually will be the well, quote unquote, Captain America. Um, but I think it's probably Marvel's biggest hit in terms of the series. I think it's going to be the one that kicks off whatever happens on Earth. So whoever becomes a new Captain America, what happens with Bucky, what happens with Falcon, who's going to be the leader of the Avengers? I think that's important in the whole universe. Like who's going to be the actual one of these Avengers? Because spoilers, Tony's dead. <laughs> and Steve's, Steve's old as fuck and he can't do anything so they need somebody to lead them that's a proper leader and I think both Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie are class actors to take on that helm but whether I don't know who it would be or they would just have a wee joint partnership like a wee civil partnership you love that kind of shit Truff but um, I, don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know uh, I think it's going to be smashing but I'm just raising it's going to in a year's time or some shit. Well, it, it's still planned. Black Widow was planned for a November release date. This is planned still for late 2020. Um, so chance, we could man. be getting it sooner rather than later. Um, but, Sned, we look at this, it's going to be... I don't know if anyone's seen Empire. It's the sh- uh, showrunner for Empire, who's coming in for this show, um, the director of The Handmaid's Tale. So they're two high-quality TV shows, but it seems that the tone of this one's going to be very similar in tone to the second Captain America movie, Captain America Winter Soldier. Uh, did you like that movie? So you you excited for more of the same, Sned, here? Uh, I love Winter Soldier, man. It was fucking class. Winter Soldier was my second favourite Captain America <laughs> you got more to say about it, though. <laughs> no, really. <laughs> I wasn't really. A, I was. I wasn't that big a fan of uh, Captain America, to be honest. But yeah, I, 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 I did. I did like it. It just. It just wasn't one of my favourites. That's fair, man. That's fair. Um, I, I, 
I quite liked Winter Soldier as well. I thought it was a bit different to the when you first introduced to the Avengers and it was like flying robots and big like snake robots and all that. You you're kind of thrown right into the deep end with like what's at stake and what what's what kind of threats there are. But in Winter Soldier, it kind of strips it back to obviously espionage, like, uh, like gun warfare and and uh, espionage and all the sort of double agent stuff. So I like I like that. Um, it brought it. As you, it brought it back. Obviously, it's like a Captain America film, so I mean, it's it's got shades of um, the first Avenger in it. But uh, yeah, I liked how how simple it is again. Like it kind of strips Marvel back to being like just about this human battle rather than like a you know a multi universe battle. Mm, I actually still think it's. I'd still put it. It's hard to beat Winter Soldier for me. It's one of my favourite. Marvel movies of all time. I absolutely love that sort of strip, like you said, strip back nature of it. It plays like a sort of 90s action movie. I love the action of it. I think it's brilliant. So if I get more of the same with that in The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I'll be excited. But uh, moving on to The Eternals is the next film we're talking about today, which introduces in a sort of similar way to Guardians of the Galaxy, a whole new team uh, to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So The Eternals are sort of like race of these ancient beings who have been on Earth for 7,000 7, years secretly. Um, so this is a sort of loaded cast. It's Richard Madden, Scotland's own. We've got Gemma Chan coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Selma Hayek. We have Angelina Jolie. Uh, we have Game of Thrones' Kit Harrington. So it's a huge cast we've got here. Uh, Jack, obviously, I don't know how much you know about the Eternals, but sort of new race of beings, new cultures, like sort of this seems right up your street. Oh yeah, definitely. I think um, even if it wasn't in a Marvel universe, like these kind of, I don't know, I, I like all this sort of uh, this idea, but I think the, the Marvel universe that's already set up uh, is perfect. And I, I don't really know that much about the Eternals, I'll be honest, but I just know that they're sort of almighty, all powerful. I, I don't know if they're I don't know if they're considered gods. You know how like the the, mm. the term God is kinda like thrown about loosely in these universe in this universe because obviously like well it's more science fiction than it is religious, I suppose. Yeah. So, you know, the fact that even like um Star Lord's dad's was a was a god, you know what I mean? Like things like that. Uh, they pay reference to that. So I feel like the Eternals are I, I, again I don't really know that much about them, but I'm pretty sure I've read before that they're Godlike uh, in the sense that they're they're going to be kind of like Captain Marvel, I think. Um, mm. Like in in terms of abilities, I think they can they have similar things like that, where they can just fly about and shoot shit at their hands and that because they're they're quite powerful. Um, the the interesting thing about them is that they don't have they didn't have like an accident or they didn't have some sort of an anom- anomaly that happened to them that um, caused them to have these powers. I think they're. I don't even know if they're the creators of like. So basically, um, you brought up you brought up Ego, who's Star Wars' dad. Um, so Ego and uh, the Collector, who we seen in the Grand Master and Thor Ragnarok, they're all belong to a, a race called the Celestials. All right, ah, and it was ah. the Celest- it was the Celestials who created the Eternals. Ah. All right, uh, who are also in an immortal race. So, uh, Luke, do you think this movie could we could see the return of uh, such characters? We could maybe see uh, the return of uh, the Grandmaster, the Collector, people like that. Uh, I don't see why not. 
the collector we last seen in Endgame getting battled after Thanos, but we don't know if he died or not, if I remember rightly enough. No, um, or Finny War even. But uh, I think Eternals in general is a bit boring. It's like the whole Captain Marvel um, problem where with Captain Marvel, it's like she's too strong. Like Literally, she can just beat a whole uh, army herself. And the Eternals are basically gods. So with Thor, he was a demigod, so he was still somewhat... Like could be beatable with the Eternals. It's more like they're, as you say, celestial beings that have been here for thousands upon thousands of years. And I just don't know. I'm interested to see what they do with them, but it's not as if you can put them up against the Avengers or even put them in the Avengers because then it's like game over for anybody. <laughs> the Avengers would be a job. Everybody could. Oh, I said that weird. Everybody. Listen, well, listen. The last line, Jack. That you took the words out of my mouth. We don't want to see the Avengers furloughed at this period of time. <laughs> uh, it's not. It's not something that we're really looking forward to. Uh, Sned, just hearing about this, this this Eternals movie with this cast. Is there anyone that really stands out to you? Is like I want to see them in a Marvel movie. Richard Madden. I've liked it. I've liked Richard Madden and everything that I've seen him like in so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounds like he's going to be like the kind of main, the main dude in this Eternals mob. So, because he says he is uh, an Eternal who is all powerful. All powerful. I think all if powerful. that doesn't sum up uh, the criticisms about the Eternals, I don't know. Well, uh, yes, he is all powerful. Uh, so, and he's called Icarus uh, as uh, well. Pretty interesting. Ooh. Mm, so maybe he'll fight he, he'll probably be like the main guy. Yeah, he looks like he's going to be the main so, man. Look, sort of like your Iron Man of the Avengers. Perhaps, perhaps it could be the equivalent. Maybe launching the Eternals into other things. It'll be interesting to see where they go with that. Uh, going back to the world of Disney Plus and TV, this is probably going to be the the most cookiest, uh, like the weirdest thing we're going to talk about today. So and it's Wonder it's Wonder Vision, Wonder Vision, which is a six episode show, um, st- uh, starring Elizabeth Olsen as the Scarlet Witch, and it's basically going to be like the theory is each episode is going to be like a different era of sitcom, and Wonder is trying to recreate like an alternative reality where Vision is still alive, um, so she can basically play happy families with him, uh, but things are going to start going wrong in the alternative reality when she's sort of trying to do that. Now, I like that they're trying something different here. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to talk about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness later because it's said that this that, that film will directly uh, be a, a lead-on from this show. But, right. Sned, Sned, are you looking for something different from Marvel or do you want them just to stick to the sort of superhero formula? I prefer the superhero formula, to be honest. But mm. in this, I don't, I don't particularly like the idea of this. Vision... Was a was a wank. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did I didn't like Vision at all. He was the most fucking pointless cunt. He <laughs> <It> was crap. <laughs> the pointless cunt of Vision. Sned Sned going in there. Um, look, he was crap. <laughs> you've been a, a fan of Marvel for a long time. Um, we talk about how like we need the emotion in the backstory with these superheroes. So, do you think this will be a good way, if nothing else, to get us more invested in the Scarlet Witch character, perhaps? Uh, I don't know, man. She's she's heavy crap, I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's hard to. I mean, <clears throat> don't get me wrong. I've got full faith in this series because it sounds different. It sounds a wee bit kooky, um, <laughs> but it, I also think it's absolutely pointless, as Ned says, because 
at the end of the day, unless so you can either go one or two ways. You can either go this series goes and it sets up Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. But the problem is that with Vision, the whole thing is revolving around Vision being alive or dead. If Vision comes back as alive, then the stakes in Endgame have just been trashed. Like he was one of the stones at one point and he died to give it to Thanos. So like then it's like, oh what the fuck was the point? Or if he stays dead, then the series was just pointless as well. It's just her going mental. Like it's well, her just trying to cope yeah, with it. Yeah, but I mean, uh, otherwise that would be the worst thing. Like her, her going mental or getting lost in realities wouldn't be the worst thing leading up no, to the of madness I, because he, you know, Doctor Strange would then have another purpose. I don't know what, what his actual... Um, I don't know what the story's going to be in Multiverse of Madness, right? I've not read any of the plot or anything, but, you know... If there's going to be more than one Doctor Strange or more than two, sorry, Doctor Strange movies, then like this could be another lead. This could or not even a lead, but even like a wee cameo. Like she, she could appear in one of the multi universes, uh, a multiverse. That sorry. So basically, uh, yeah. he's about a backstory in the comics as well, right? There was a so as you know, X Men hasn't been implemented into the MCU yet. It was owned by Fox, but now Disney owned Fox, so eventually there will be. But in the comics, there was a thing that happened where I think it was Vision died and Scarlet Witch went a wee bit mental and created this thing called House of M and it killed half of all mutants on the planet. Ah, yeah. So they're talking about that this links into Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness because whatever may happen in this series, Scarlet Witch may do something that bends reality that then creates or brings in mutants from a different reality and therefore feeds it into Doctor Strange and that's how you can start seeing your Wolverines, your Fantastic Four getting fed in, like it could all link that way, which mm-hmm. I hope it's that way because it would be a good way to introduce it and it would make sense because um, Wanda is um, a wee bit mental and she has bent reality in some way or another before and showed different visions and Doctor Strange is very uh, much it, it's, interesting to me, it's interesting to me that you are less enthusiastic about this Wanda vision than you are like the Black Widow thing, because to me it's the complete opposite. Like I would be, and, and I know I know this Wonder Vision isn't a backstory or, or an origin story of Wonder, um, but or Scarlet Witch, sorry. But I would um, like much rather a Scarlet Witch origin than I would a Black Widow, because I feel like we've got enough of Black Widow. We don't know anything about Scarlet Witch other than the fact that she was running about with that fast guy for a bit, and then. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know what I mean, like she's she's very very powerful in this in this universe and doesn't uh, really get doesn't get any coverage. Like it's actually effectively right. washed aside a lot of the time because she fancies a fucking computer <laughs> program. <laughs> I I actually completely agree with Higgins. Um, I read because, the I, I, My my theory is that Wanda maybe she won't be the main villain but she's going to be a problem that has to be dealt with throughout yeah. the next phases yeah, of the Marvel she'll cause the problem really not yeah. even she might not even do it she might not intentionally it. Yeah. she's actually one of the ones that needs to try and stop it as well I hope but the, the story of a, a superhero trying to deal with grief with all of these powers with so many things that can go wrong that's really interesting to me and if they're doing that in a really interesting way in a sort of sitcom format like that just sounds mad to me so I definitely want to watch that uh, but going on, we're still in the world of uh, Disney Plus and uh, another six-episode TV show. Oh wow, this one features Owen Wilson. Uh, it's wow, Loki. Loki. Wow. Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson will star in Loki. So we do realise that um, Loki in Avengers Endgame, a version of him, got away with the Tesseract. Um, apparently, that's going to cause some problems with the old time stream. So there's a sort of time police uh, of which Owen Wilson is a member basically hunting down Loki. 
uh, and trying to get him to uh, get get stuff fixed. Ricky Mort, a Ricky Morty writer called Michael Wardron is on this show. I think that should explain what sort of tone this is going to be. Uh, look, are you excited for Loki? Uh, I mean, I'm all right, mate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been uh, currently. I watched last night Infinity War, and I'm halfway through Endgame, and it's just after the bit Loki takes the Tesseract, and I'm like. Oh, honestly, man, like I can't be asked with folk chasing him about again. We watched him get chased about for three films, and then he gets <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's not just watch him. But like, what's he gonna do? Genuinely, and I want to see something interesting come out of it or something significant. But I just Tom Hiddleston's good, but at the same time, I'm like, he had his he's had his goal, and he died, and now we're back again with it. this fucking Marvel shit that. And it's like Star Wars. Star Wars annoys me to this point where, like, Andy dies, it doesn't matter now. It just doesn't matter. So, as if they die, there'll be a way to bring them back, there'll be a way to see them again. And it's this now mentality. So, like, Tony Stark, if he comes back, then I'll be like, ah, oh, fucking brilliant. Like, you know what I mean? And it's the same shite. Loki died, brilliant, he's there again. And yeah. it's just pure fan favour, but if they do something interesting with it, then so be it. Uh, Sned are you on the same boat is, is Loki just dead and buried should have been gone long ago or are yeah, you still excited for it nah I, I mean um, don't get me wrong I'll still watch it but oh, I see. <laughs> I think he definitely should have shouldn't have came back is it still going to be Tom Hiddleston that's playing is Tom Hiddleston still yeah Tom Hiddleston uh, coming back in the role uh, I'm kind of glad that it's still him that they've no like fucking changed up with him but um, I, I just think it seems a bit irrelevant to be honest Mm. Irrelevant might be the word, but Jack, is it interesting that we're getting more sort of time stream stuff after Endgame? Did you think that was like the end of time travel when it came to the Avengers, or did uh, single nah, more I think, things? I think yeah, sorry, cut you off. I think you have to keep it going. You had to keep the momentum going with all this uh, parallel universe stuff, especially when Doctor Strange um, and the importance that he had in it. Even though I fucking can't stand him. Um, <laughs> the, importance, the importance of what he was able to do um, in Endgame is is effectively the only thing that's credible now, like moving forward. I think, like, there's only, that's the only thing we should really carry on from Endgame. Well, apart from obviously the characters that are still living, um, the whole uh, multiverse theory and our parallel universes theory um, is the only thing that we should really be latching on to. And I think it's the only thing that's um, that will be in the plans for Marvel fair, as well. Fair enough. Um, be, as you said, with the whole multiverse, with Doctor Strange's multiverse, uh, Madness of the Multiverse, whatever it's called, and then you'll probably get Spider-Man, probably going to have another couple movies, if he can. And, um, yeah, I'm trying, I, I don't I don't know, Like I, I don't see like Tony Stark or anything like that coming back in these time travel situations. I don't normally like time travel, and in fact, when it comes to X-Men, I didn't really feel that comfortable with it but I feel like up until now they've done a really good job with it so I hope they I hope they kind of do it justice continue down that path it can get complicated obviously Um, so I I hope they can kind of try and keep it um, as simple as it can be without Mm. you know what I mean without being a pure mind fuck well, listen, we don't know who the next big villain's going to be. Obviously, we teased Thanos way back in the day in the first Avengers. Like, there's rumours. I've been personally wanting uh, Doctor Doom. We've brought up the fact that Scarlet Witch is here. But a time travel movie, Loki, we could get uh, perhaps Kang the, the Conqueror 
uh, coming in, who is a big character in the comics. So we need to see if these shows will hint to that. Speaking of villains and people coming back, uh, the next movie we're talking about is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh, obviously, the Ten Rings have been involved in the Marvel movies since the first Iron Man uh, film, uh, the Ten Ring terrorist organisation. Um, and that will be revealed to be headed up by the Mandarin. And I know what you're thinking. We've already seen the Mandarin. Uh, it was a fake English guy, a Liverpool fan, I believe, uh, or a Chelsea fan, one of the two, played by Ben Kingsley in Iron Man 3. Um, but it turns out that there is actually a legitimate Mandarin, uh, the leader of the Ten Rings, and he will be played by Tony Leung in this movie. Uh, Shang-Chi is a skilled martial artist. We don't know really much else about the plot of the movie. Um, but Sned, just going back, the first Iron Man introduced the Ten Rings. Like, was it ever a thing that you wanted to know more about that sort of terrorist organization? And is it interesting that it sort of goes back to the the very roots of the MCU with this movie? I never even thought about that, to be honest. It, <laughs> never. Like, it's, it's no. It's no something that like remained unanswered to me. Like. Hmm. It, was, it didn't even see my question like, at the end of the film, to be honest. Mm. So, we're going back to the Ten Rings here. Not a question you felt had to be answered. Luke, do you nah. do you hold any interest in in the Ten Rings as a concept to be explored here in this film? Um, there's a joke in there about rings. Um, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I'm not... I mean, I think... After Iron Man 3, the Mandarin is like this big magical warlock person and they kind of made an arse yet. And I think they've been trying to rectify it for um, seven years now. So with Shang-Chi actually bringing in a real Mandarin, it's, um, oh, I don't know, I'm not that fussed on it because the same thing Shang-Chi doesn't really interest me because it just sounds like Iron Fist. And if, he's no, if you've not seen Iron Fist, then uh, don't, I mean, thank fuck because it's a load of shit. <laughs> it's just a guy who knows how to do karate. Um, and Shang-Chi just seems like that same guy, just knows how to fucking kick really high. Mm. Um, but a guy with ten rings, <laughs> see what I mean? <laughs> a devil's a joke in there. <laughs> um, I reckon he could be some sort of big bad. I don't think he's just in it for this film. I think he's in it for um, a wee while. But if he's in it, it needs to, to win be, it. Uh, well, uh, yeah, nah, that is ultra. Um, <laughs> but I think it needs to be. It needs to be really good to actually pique my interest because I just feel like it's going to be like you know how Batman begins. And it was like him going to train with Ra's al Ghul and become mm. this martial art expert and then he goes back to then defeat Ra's al Ghul. I think it's going to be like that. And I just, I mean, does that not sound fucking boring? Am I boring you? Because I'm boring myself. Because listen to that, it sounds <laughs> pish, mate. Uh, it sounds pish. I don't know. It depends. It all depends. This guy who's playing Shang-Ti, uh, Simi Liu, um, is an unknown actor. Um, we don't Sammy. really... Simi uh, Liu. Uh, <laughs> he's un he's an unknown we don't know what he's going to bring to the role Jack do you think this is a make or break on the lead actor the lead actor needs to bring it with the charisma here otherwise this whole movie and this, this new franchise they're trying to build is just going to collapse no um, I don't think it will really matter too much in the grand scheme of things it will be another wee filler movie um, there's been that many so far that the credibility of those first however many films there is, what, like 14, 15 or something? Is there more than that? Mm. Yeah, 20-something. Um, is it 20-something? Like, well, I, I think that will always last. That will be long-standing. What they now create now, um, it's just going to have to be like pass marks 
until they get the next big climax again. Next big blockbusters. Do you know what I mean? I think they're they're going to hit out with a few kind of random fillers, um, only because they need to. They want to tie up some loose ends and introduce new characters that are going to obviously play some sort of part in um, the bigger films, like I think the Madness of the Multiverse and. Um, Another ones, but I, I don't. Somebody yeah, beat my meat. I thought I was. Quite, I just beat my meat there. He's just really excited about Chang Chang Chi, mate. He's really excited about Chang Chi. Can't wait for the ten rings, man. I don't even know anything about the the ten rings or, or anything like that. Um, you know, if they were created in the original Marvel comics and stuff, I'm sure they'll have some interesting things about them, um, which I'm more than happy for them to explore. But uh, I don't think it's going to be. You know, my next favourite Marvel film, I don't know. Well, boys, I, I completely disagree because I've just looked up this fact uh, that the man who is writing this, David Callahan, is not only the writer of one of our favourite films, The Expendables, but also The Expendables 2 and 3. So I'm really... Well, I didn't <laughs> just say all three Expendable films. <laughs> what an absolute <laughs> ride this is going to be. I cannot <laughs> wait. That's Shut up, boys. Shut up, I was just about to say that. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is now on my list. And uh, Higgins, you brought this up recently, and I know, just from talking to you, you've loved the, the new Spider-Man movies and the Tom Holland films that came out. Um, thanks to you know the devil herself Amy Pascal this one almost didn't happen uh, but a sequel a sequel to Spider-Man Far From Home is planned for November uh, 2021 uh, Higgins we don't really know anything about it what do you think it's going to be? Oh, mm. <laughs> I don't know I think, I think ideas, man. it will probably start I know this is me trying to think of something there. I think it will start a similar issue to what Spider-Man had in the in Far From Home where it was this dilemma because obviously at the end of Far From Home everything kind of goes back to normal essentially like he's kind of friendly neighbourhood spiders save the day um, he's managed to evade making an absolute total cunt of it um, <laughs> but now he's uh, been framed don't forget he got framed at the uh, end of that film as well he got framed Oh, did you not see the post credit yeah, scene? This is why I tell you, Higgins, to watch all the post credit scenes, mate. I probably so, did, mate. He framed. <laughs> framed by what's his face? What's, what was that guy called again? Uh, Mysterio. So Mysterio, <laughs> Mysterio frames him. Mysterio, uh, that's it. Uh, and basically said that he murdered them. Uh, he sends a, a doctored uh, news footage to J. Jonah Jameson. Uh, who is J.K. Simmons coming back reprising that role um, at the end of Far From Home. Uh, so Spider-Man is now going to have to be sort of on the run in this sequel. Uh, Look, we've seen, uh, we seen this in the cinema together. Uh, we came out thinking, what the fuck? What is the future of Spider-Man? Look, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Possibly Craven the Hunter here? Uh, yes. and um, Tom Hardy has been tweeting, well, Instagram pictures of him eating Spider-Man, Venom. So I reckon the grand scale of things, Marvel have got one more Spider-Man film left, but they're going to want to transition it out to Sony and I think they're obviously going to have a Sinister Six film but I do think Craven Hunter is on the cards because as you said Truff, we walked out thinking what's going to happen but now Spider-Man is known for the world and Craven Hunter wants to have every prized animal possession he can and I think it's going to attract his attention but I think it's somehow going to again bounce into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and have some kind of symbiote uh, Venom carnage battle in there as well uh, but I do think that the next film is just going to be a bit... I don't know. I'm in two minds. I'm thinking it's going to be a massive film or Marvel are going to be like, 
let Sony do their thing and Sony going to make an RC again. Pascal's going to have a fucking devil touch on it and it's going to be shite. Oh, God, the devil herself, Amy Pascal. Jesus Christ. Uh, Sned, obviously Luke brought up the fact that Sony still owns Spider-Man. They've got this Venom movie universe they're sort of trying to build up and there's no. they could go back to that after. Do you think that's just putting too much in together if they do end up going with the route of putting Tom Hardy's Venom in this Spider-Man world? I don't. I think it's eventually. I think eventually it should happen. But I. I mean, I think. Is, did you say that there's only one more going to be one more Spider-Man film? There's what on the current on the current deal. This is the the last Spider-Man film in the partnership between Marvel and Sony. Mm, I mean, I think eventually it will happen. But mm. I don't. I think it's too soon to make it happen. The new like we have written, it's just happened at the end of uh, Far From Home. Mm. Uh, with Spider-Man, I think it would just be trying to fit too much in. Yeah, um, too many too many eggs in the basket. Uh, it would be far too many storylines like pulling it mm, I think it? So. so there's nothing confirmed for this new one no there's not basically nothing confirmed for this, this sequel I think it needs to go back to basics with Spider-Man and introduce um, some branch of Oscorp or something like that like, it's, um, good. it's a good thing you know what mm-hmm. I mean I think there's obviously been this whole Tony Stark thing right and that's not been in the normal Spider-Man universe. So now that Spider-Man's been given a lot of responsibility with regards to all the Stark Enterprises and stuff, uh, and the Avengers, it would be interesting if there was like a power battle between Oscorp and all the stuff coming up from that, and then resent, that. resenting Spider-Man because obviously he's in charge of it or been left with it. That's so, a good story could, idea. That means, you could, that means you could have Green Goblin, Hobgoblin, and and Venom in that if you wanted to. Mate, I think, you should, I you think. should send them that idea. <laughs> <laughs> now hear me out, right? <laughs> Jack, just keep it to under forty minutes, all right? With the, that, the, the elevator pitch, mate. I, I think if you introduce Oscorp, what you could do is have him be, like be like a friend to Spider-Man, help him. But yeah. then it's revealed he's hired Craven the Hunter all along to be hunting them down and try to kill them. Maybe Something like that, sort of like a double turn. Maybe you see, maybe you see. Uh, but the next movie we're going to talk about is Thor, Love and Thunder. Um, it's the next film in the Thor series. It'll see Chris Hemsworth coming back as Thor. Uh, we've got Valkyrie coming back. And Natalie Portman is back for this one as well, um, who's going to become another Thor. She's going to have uh, Thor four powers as well. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Uh, Sned, Taika Waititi's back for this one. Directed Thor Ragnarok coming off a big Oscar hit with Jojo Rabbit. Uh, does that does that get you more excited now that he's had that sort of success outside of Marvel? Oh, Jojo Rabbit. What a film. <laughs> what a film. It is honestly one of the most funny, serious and emotionally draining films <laughs> I've ever seen. So good. So and good. I, hope, I, I hope they bring all those emotions back into the new Thor. That I I think they could because Tiger White he's done that sort of he's he's went away from Marvel he's went and done something for himself and he's coming back to the grand universe of Marvel. Uh, Look, the thing we need to talk about here is that you know Thor he isn't the king of Asgard. Uh, Valkyrie is the king of Asgard. Um, now he's not the only four. Uh, Jane Foster is also a four. Uh, what do you think his place is going to be in all of this in this film? In the Guardians of the Galaxy. Do you That's, think so? Well. He's now at the end of Endgame. It was like 
he was making a joke, it's Ask Guardians of the Galaxy. So I think um, they'll play, play a big part in it for a start, but also... The Guardians um, won't be in this movie, by the way, that's, that's been conflicting. Oh, the, it says, right, it's conflicting because James Gunn says Thor won't be in a Guardians 3, but there's rumours the Guardians could be in this movie. So it's still up in the air. So I think what's going to happen is from that information alone, he's going to try and be in the Guardians and realise that um, Star-Lord is going to be the leader and he wants to be the leader, so he's going to go off on his own wee thing. But female Thor is interesting because it's going to be two Thors in the one film. So if Thor wants to be the god and the leader, then he goes and does his own thing. But even doing his own thing, he's still competing with somebody who's got the exact same powers as him. I think it's going to be a struggle in that way. Yeah. Um, But... I mean, I'm excited. See, if this was like a Saw 4 directed by anyone else, I'd be like, oh, kind of be asked. But it's because it's Taika Waititi. Ragnarok was pure class. And I think, what was it? So he, Taika Waititi pitched Thor Ragnarok to Marvel by playing the Immigrant Song, didn't he? Yeah. And he pitched this one by playing... Rainbow in the Dark by Dio, my friend. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think by that alone, Taika Waititi's mental enough and with the work he's done, it's just class. He knows that he won't take himself too seriously. And because he's proven that with his work, it is going to make a lot of money. He I got Rainbow in the dark. So, <laughs> I think, even though if it's like a cootie car, or cootie, 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 cootie. I think Tiger Potato will still make it as vibrant and class and musically charged as the last one. Musically mm. charged. Look, we do need to come. I was coming back, doing more research on this Guardian quote. Do you know who the apparent confirmed news that the Guardians are going to be in this movie is from? <laughs> Mr. Vin Diesel. <laughs> so I'm going to get, I'm not going to believe it till I see it. All right? Vin Diesel said it in a promotion for Bloodshot. I, I'm, I'm going to be hesitant about at least all the Guardians being in this or what their involvement's going to be. Um, Higgins, what's your thoughts? Thor, Love and Thunder, are you on board for it? Uh, I, I didn't really get... Um, what's the what's the deal with Jane Foster? She's Thor woman. She's, she's back and now she's Thor. She's when it, uh, she's Thor. Thor woman. But how, but how does that work though? Is like she's right, so see how you know how th- so Thor's name's Thor, but he is the god of thunder, right? So theoretically, Thor is not related to the god of thunder. He could get his powers taken away, still be called Thor, but someone else could get the powers of being the god of thunder. So technically, she will be Thor, the god of thunder, as well as Thor. As well as him, like so, they both have the powers. Is that yeah? Aye. Yeah, so I think it's going to be kind of some kind of and like. Why, and why is that? Like, did we get told that? Is that what we're going to learn? Like, we don't know. In in the comics, he bestows her his powers because she gets cancer. So I don't know if they're going to go down that route. Oof, yeah. right. Right. I, I think I've seen like the I've seen the the illustrations of like Thor women, you know, and all that. Mm-hmm. So like, I knew it was a thing, but I I just didn't ever think that. It was ever going to be in the same film? Like I couldn't, I couldn't imagine it being the same film. I thought it would have been well, like if you were given the powers, then the other person. Put it this way: so see how Thor's get both Stormbreaker and Mjolnir, the the hammer. Uh, so he's yeah. so yeah, theoretically, if they wanted to go down the route of Jane Foster having cancer and dying, and the only way to cure her, or prolong her, I don't know, make her live more is by giving her the powers of the 
God of Thunder, then he's got two weapons. Oh, there's a joke in there as well. Um, <laughs> and ten rings. <laughs> he's, got, he's got a weapon to give her. There we go. <laughs> uh, so he could directly be like, uh, you're with the hammer of Njoinja, and then she'll take on the powers, and then maybe halfway through the film, she's getting too big for her boots, and needs to barter a cancer-ridden Jane Foster, and then, and then that's it. Yeah, I, mean, that's I, like, don't, I don't think I've ever wanted someone to get cancer more. Uh, than Jane Foster wow. just because of what Sned was talking about man. you know what I hope so I, right. Jack Higgins would love Anne Hathaway to be <laughs> some female <laughs> is Christian Bale not to be a villain in this as well uh, Christian Bale has been cast as the villain in Thor Love and Thunder so that I don't know if uh, anything gets you more excited it's the involvement of um, my favourite Batman I don't know if anyway Christian, Christian Bale can do no wrong for me to be honest he can uh, do no wrong he's incredible uh, we don't know who he's playing yet but we shall need to see. And the last film we're going to be talking about is one that Higgins, he's butchered the name for it a, a few times tonight, uh, <laughs> but as Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is the name of the film. And that's coming it's out. Not Madness Multiverse. Not the madness of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse. No, it's Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, Scott Derrickson, who directed the first Doctor Strange, was originally meant to come back, but. He's had disputes with Marvel. So the new director is Mr. Sam Raimi, who directed, he was basically the fourth, one of the forefathers of the modern superhero movie, directed Spider-Man, the Tobey Maguire one, as well as Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 3. Um, he's well known as a horror movie director. That's really where he, he sort of, that's his wheelhouse when he sinks his teeth. Uh, he's well known as the director of the Evil Dead series, Drag Me to Hell, um, among other things. So it will be interesting. Throw it to me. Does he know one of the other uh, Marvel ones as well? Um, not as of right now, but depends how depends how this one goes. We could see Sam Raimi returning with it. Um, but if more horror elements are added to Marvel, I'm all for it. Look, you want to talk about this movie. Is this right. going to be the one that sets this, any, any motion? This is it, right? So this is going to be... Marvel have got this on their plate. And with the title alone, The Multiverse of Madness, right? You can have so many possibilities and you don't have to even bank on it. Like, I'm talking you could show so much shite and then be like, oh, but we can't go into that because it's a multiverse. Sam Raimi's directing, right? Obviously, Spider-Man trilogy. He's got the opportunity here to bring Tobey Maguire back and meet <laughs> Tom Holland and Doctor Strange. He's got the ability to do that. He has the contacts to do that. And then see once it happens, you don't have to talk about it ever again, but how class would that be to see Tobey get that suit on again? That big honky suit that Pads would, right it would be funny Mate, Toby was a worse Spider-Man No but how class Would you see him It would be class I don't want to see him again situation <laughs> Where they all meet Where all the Spider-Mans meet With their costumes on And it's just like, That meme That would be like Perfect Aye for, they're all just Looking for social Cultural <laughs> Like For social Cultural purposes, purposes That meme should be That, that joke the, alone Will it would, it would rake the money in For that film Wouldn't that alone <laughs> and we sort of we've already talked how this is a direct sequel to WandaVision so the idea is WandaVision, uh, Wanda's going to fuck something up in WandaVision Doctor Strange is going to have to come in to fix it Jack you made a good point earlier like most of these films it's going to be sort of like the first Marvel films laying the groundwork introducing new characters new story beats sort of table setting as we used to say uh, back in the first time Thrones gate days like this is like the this first season you uh, need to set everything in motion but do you think this four. yeah do you think this is the equivalent of like Ned Stark getting beheaded this movie then what the uh, multiverse uh, I feel like it's going to have to because of it's um, as I said because of what Doctor Strange done in Endgame 
like it would be stupid to for him to kind of take the foot off the gas. Like for him to go into a world where he's just back fighting like bank robbers or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Interdimensional bank robbers. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, like, it was stupid for him to come back and just start like learning loads of shit and 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 just being like a, a sorcerer like he is, and that would be all. Like I don't think. I don't think you can um, make a minimum threat for him. Like it needs to be a maximum security threat because of the powers that he's got. Although I do think he doesn't use them very wisely most of the time. <laughs> I mm. think I think this film is going to be the kickoff. So I think with Tony Stank and the Captain um, now no longer in, in charge of the Avengers, you need someone who's already been introduced. So I think Doctor Strange is the best one apart from Spider Man to somewhat lead a team so I think this film will obviously build on that and as Jack says build on Endgame because he had class powers but again he didn't really use them wisely but he still used them but if the multiverse of madness I think this is going to kick off a load of shite so I think this is Marvel's way of going to introduce all the Fox properties that they've got so I think something's going to happen in terms of X-Men wise Fantastic Four or Sinister Six like Sony coming in here I think this will build on that and I think it'll make Total Strange the centre of it all and how mm. he needs to control it how he needs to keep it calm how he needs to keep everyone else calm and uh, I think it's going to be bloody smashing we'll see what yeah. happens Sned in terms of the Fox properties brought up like which who would you rather see who would you most excited to see out of X-Men like, getting involved Oh, <laughs> X-Men getting involved honestly is making me a wee bit horny right now the idea of Deadpool getting in, in about it as well exactly. is, oh man oh, yeah, be good. Deadpool, I'm more excited about because we've heard all of the casting rumours surrounding Fantastic Four and see if I get Jim from The Office as Mr Fantastic I'm actually I would be so buzzing with that I think that's, that's, yeah, good that's casting. perfect I feel, casting. I feel that would be so weird. He'd be so great, man. It's he, maybe he would, him. He would probably be good at it. But it's maybe him and his weird. real wife, wife, uh, Emily Blunt as well. <laughs> real wife, uh, wife. Oh, real wife, wife. He's a real wife, wife. <laughs> 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 it's it's maybe Emily Blunt. He's the invisible woman uh, as well. So that'd be good. You know, they have they'd have chemistry. Um, and that I'm, I'd actually the X-Men's really complicated because there's so many characters you'd be introducing at once but you could do it with another team of four people so easily so that's why I think Fantastic Four for me would be my preference also because Doctor Doom's linked to them and I want to see Doctor fucking Doom done right that would be that would be very very exciting but leading into that this is like phase one all over again basically right so this is all setting up what the big storyline's going to be so I'm going to go round each of you just to get what you think is going to be a big moment. It doesn't matter what film it happens in or what post-credit scene it's going to be. Is there going to be a big moment or a big reveal or anything that happens that you have a prediction for? So Luke, I'll start with you. Right, I'm going to... Right, close your eyes. So picture the scene. So in one of the films, I don't care what one it is, right? And it's got absolutely unrelated post-credit scene and you're looking at Tony Stark's grave and next thing you know... It's silence and there's people surrounding it and then people walk away and all you see is a wheelchair and a guy smoking a cigar. It's Wolverine and Professor X have somehow got into the universe. It kicks off. That would be MD chills, by the way. Imagine you see a wheelchair and you see somebody smoking a cigar and you think, oh my God, there can only be two people. They've not even casted them yet. They're not even casting. You just see the back of their heads and you go, oh my God, they're here. Oh my God, they're back. Oh my God, Look. it's happening. 
I'll need prior warning because we can't go to the cinema if we say it together if that happens because we'd be like Jamie Carragher with Terry Henry, uh, like, oh, like just for like oh, yeah, hours <laughs> after that. Like, what the fuck? What Who's the fuck? Jamie Carragher? Who's Henry? I want to know now. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hate the them. I think that's I think that's a good a good one. Smed, do you have anything on your mind here? Uh, the the point that Jack made earlier about the whole uh, Spider Man. Coming in to fight like Venom, uh, Green oh, Goblin, aye. aye, and that that sounds absolutely class. That that has that has got me think thinking for Spider Man. <laughs> You've got your thinking hat on. Ben's got his thinking hat on. And I've got my, my homely pants on. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I to hear. That's it. I, you made Jack. I would genuinely email somebody. <laughs> <laughs> This, this, this has to happen. No, Higgins, pitch battle chapel for the reason. If anything's getting emailed about, it'll be the night sequel. <laughs> 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 oh man, no. <laughs> so Higgins, imagine you've got night origin story of killing the pope. Pope. <laughs> no, Higgins, you're doing so well. We right. yes. away from this. And then, and then you bring the him show. into the universe, and then you bring him into the Marvel universe, and he's just killed the Pope, and now he's like public enemy number one, but nobody understands that the Pope. Oh, was Sned would love that. Sned would love the Pope dying when you Sned. <laughs> Do you know, Higgins? <laughs> see, oh, if you class Jiggins. Stanley Tucci as the Pope. I'd do it, I'd do it. I can't speak tonight. Just so you know, recorded a lot in a row. <laughs> uh, Higgins, you've been on a roll tonight. What's your prediction here? Uh I, I don't I don't really have any predictions. I think it's hard to say. Um I, I don't there's obviously going to be big moments that, that you're not even going to realise the significant of the significance of at the time. Um and that's why I, that's why I'm looking forward to it, to be honest. I'm not even going to make any more predictions because I'll end up you're going to nightcrawl on it, right? I have, uh, I do have a prediction about what I think is going to happen, in this and that's the show case. tonight, guys. Thanks for <laughs> <doing> <laughs> My prediction is, I think we're going to get like different things, like different characters watching TV and that, like throughout the movies, just wee scenes, and we see that there's this uprising in an Eastern European country. There's things happening all of a sudden. Oh, a new country has been established with this sort of dictator-like leader. And stuff like that, all but they've been granted. They've been, <laughs> they've been granted a uh, status to the UN because the leaders graciously funded different humanitarian efforts I've left to get the them. Cinema. I've left the cinema at this point. The post credit scene's pish. It's got it's to be post credit scene. Look, if you listen and stop talking, I said it's over a number of movies this happens, and it's wee scenes. It's just wee bits and pieces, wee Easter eggs. Eventually, in the post-credits of one of the films, it's a big UN meeting, and it's the dictator of this country called Victor Von Doom coming up and proposing that all superheroes <laughs> should be outlawed. And it sets up Victor Von Doom, Doctor Doom, is your next big bad in the MCU, because he's saying that all superhero mov- uh, superheroes should be outlawed the worldwide. I think that'd be pretty damn cool oh i would love to watch a un meeting oh that would get me i <laughs> uh, civil war didn't contain like fucking five of them jesus christ um, anyway. it meant a lot the wakanda the wakanda the wakanda king died in one of them you never yeah, mentioned so- they dying we're going to see the introduction of fucking Doctor Doom, mate. I think that's a big Aye, enough the introduction event. we get is him going with a big pile of papers going, this is why we should get rid it's of... It's not a big pile of papers, it's a big speech and then everyone's applauding them. 
that work for fucking Palpatine can work for fucking Doctor Doom. Anyway, end of the show there, guys. Don't forget. <laughs> I am the shit. <laughs> don't forget to give us your opinion on Twitter, uh, Facebook, and wherever else you find us. Uh, for tonight, because we'll fucking slate it. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I think of Doctor Doom, I always think about the ride in Florida and me just a bit passionate when it went up. Oh, that freaks me out. I hate those types of rides. Anyway, uh, it's, good, it's goodbye horrible. from me and from everyone else. Cheers. Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye. Now.